You have to have fun. Yes, you do. Got to have fun with your grandkids. At least them you can have fun. So moms and dads that are getting through raising your kids, get through it. You'll get through it, okay? God will help you get through it. But, boy, when those grandkids come, that's when all the fun time comes. Yeah. So... Anyway, so we saw, we saw in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, and if you weren't here from last week, write that scripture down, 1 Thessalonians. Do I have it? No. I don't know why. It's at the top? Oh, here, right here. That's the number one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm in front of this, Tim. Maybe I should move over a little bit. Want me to go? You want me to move over? I feel like uh, I'm in Dar or Star Wars, and I don't like Star Wars. You are my mother. Who? You are my mother. Oh, okay. So, okay, so we're going to get with it here. And I kind of like stayed on that topic, you know, right there and didn't get really get any further <laughs> because remember, I'm a preacher and not a teacher and there's a big difference. But we're going to get through this and, and I can teach, okay, when, that, when the anointing's on me. So let me read this to you, though. The, I want to say this to you. The real you that lives inside your earthly house, I, I still hear that humming tune. The earthly house is this here. Okay, so when you were created, when you were, when you were conceived in your mother's womb, okay, when that sperm and egg, when the sperm went to fertilize that egg, they actually see now under high power what microscopes um, a burst of light. There's a little light explosion. Light is life and the life of men. Who is the light? Jesus. We were made in the image of God. That word image actually means spirit. Our spirit man was created instantly. Okay. So, and if anyone here has had, and I, I say this, this is for men and women. It's not just for women. If any male, men or women have ever had or you know have had an abortion, they're still going through the, the, and even though they might push it off and push it off or maybe they didn't understand because there isn't any understanding about it. But um, God forgives that, okay? He forgives that. But it's not something you want to promote or ever encourage anybody to do. And even today, they can do so much testing where they can see if your child is going to have autism now, if they're going to be have uh, any mental challenges and all that, and then they give you the decision if you want to have an abortion. Never, ever, ever, because you are absolutely murdering that that child, and and that's what that is. So, but if you have had an abortion, it is under the blood of Jesus. If you are born of God. Okay, um, there's so many things, but the reason why I'm saying that is, is because people don't understand. They always think, well, a body's starting to form. No, it's more than that. There's a spirit inside that little, yeah, an eternal spirit that's inside that child. And um, that's the first thing that happened. Okay, then the earth suit, this, the outer man begins to develop and form. Right inside that spirit is a soul. The soul is the seat, or um, is the seat of your emotions, your will, and your intellect. All your feelings, you, your emotions, your intellect. Um, thank you. Is encased in your soul. Okay. Now, I've always kept it simple because people start trying to overcomplicate. And if you're a thinker, you try to overcomplicate things. And I wanted to, hon, move over in this, this seat here. Yeah. Is that better? 
because I'm watching. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, if I've always seen it like this. You know your body has a, is, here's a physical body, and if you took an X-ray or, or images, you have a brain. And that brain makes your body function, doesn't it? If that brain is damaged, your body's not going to function, okay? And if you had a stroke, you know what happens. There's damage to the brain, blah, 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 and so you know the, you know the results of that. <clears throat> I see the spirit man almost the same way as the body. Now, I don't have um, proof. In, like, I can't give you scripture and verse for this, but this is just something that I kind of, env- like, envisioned myself. But your spirit man has a soul in it, like the body has a brain, Okay. And your, your soul is what needs to be renewed right now. That's your mind, intellect, and your will. So that is, that is what, by staying in the word of God, it's going to be renewed every single day. Every day that you're in it, there's a renewing power that's taken place to change your thought process. I guarantee, guarantee this. If you do not feed your soul or feed your mind with the word of God and your spirit with the word of God, you'll become dormant and stalemated. Amen. 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 It's so true. And I know for myself, there's been seasons at different times where I wasn't in the word for like a week, you know, because of whatever was going on. There was, I think, a week and a half. It was just like in my spirit. Because being so busy was so much thing, developing so much inside the church, the local church, especially the first church that we started, and that grew so fast. And it was just like, I, I was like, I felt like I was like caving in. You know, like caving in inside. Like, you know, when you become so hungry, it's like <gasps> the hunger pains. And I kept on pushing and pushing. And you know what was happening to me? I was becoming irritable. I was becoming edgy. Yeah. And kids didn't like me. They all packed their bags and tried to run away. I'm kidding. And my husband was ready to call them in the car and say, let's go. Get away from mom. You know, I'm teasing. But what I'm saying is, is that you really, oh, hon, I don't need that. It is? We have to change our lights up then. So anyway, so I, I, you know, so this is a whole thing about growing up spiritually. It's so very important that you understand. Don't say I have a body that has a soul that has a spirit. Start saying this. Reprogram your thinking the way the word of God addresses it. You have a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Okay? Your earth suit is going to give up one day. It's just going to give up. It's going to die, okay? It's gonna. It's just going to wither up and just go one day as we see death all the time. But your spirit is what is eternal that's going to live forever. Inside that spirit is your soul. Now, when you go to see Jesus face to face, you know, I, I want to fall on my face for him and thank him. And, just, and, and I know when I see him face to face, I'm going to feel like I know Zippo nothing in the light of who he is you know jesus is called the ancient of days the alpha and omega the beginning and the end the great i am the eternal one and he is in the father okay good illustration father son holy spirit When you see the pattern of God a lot of times when he makes and creates things, you'll see a three for unity, okay? Man is a spirit, soul, and body, all right? Look at us. We're one, but we have three distinct parts. Each has its own function, okay? The spirit, the soul, the body. That's how God is, all right? Um, There's a, a... uh, a minister that went to heaven, um, Jesse Duplantis. A lot of you know know of him or know him. We've sat under him, and Jesse, um, the Lord just took him to heaven one day. He was at church doing a series of meetings, and anyway, he went back to his hotel room, got on his knees, and it's like, 
what is it, Lord? What is it? And he could feel God was moving on the inside of him, and he didn't know what it was. The next thing he knew, he was like, he felt like it was sucked up and sucked through the ceiling, and off he went. And um, why was I going there? Oh, thank you. He said when he finally went before the throne room, he said, Jesus is a preacher of all preacher, and he's loud and expressive. And that's like, come on, if, you, if you're like so quiet, be careful. Religious spirit doesn't get on you. I'm not saying you have to be like loud and all the time. I'm not saying that. But man, let the joy of the Lord come up. I remember when, I, I have to use this, Michelle on Easter Resurrection Sunday. We never see it. Resurrection Sunday. You had hands. When we laid hands on you, you went out under the power of God. When you came up, it was like you stood right in front of me, and you said, wait, I'm alive? You, I'm alive. Wait, wait, come here. I'm going to do it to you. Wait, come here. I'm going to do it to you. What? And I don't know what I was doing, but I turned around, and we were just praying, and she comes up, I'm alive, like that. And I'm like. She goes, I'm alive. And I went, okay. Like, I'm doing it louder than what you did. But it was loud. And there was, like, life. And it was like. She had an encounter. She was bursting. What caused all that? Something was happening in her spirit that hit her soul. And there was a reaction in her flesh. She was so excited and empowered. And it was like, that's life, church. You know? And so what I'm saying is, is like, you know, let the life of God stay hungry for the things of God. Stay hungry. You know, I think I just said this, but me and my husband, we have talked about this at different times. We pastor a church. Okay, so what? I don't have to report in every day or do something, you know, and send my outlines to anybody. I don't have to do that. I have to keep myself stirred and motivated. And it's not just to feed anybody else, but I keep myself stirred and motivated so I can grow in him. And when I first got born again, I didn't even know there was a calling. But I kept myself stirred and motivated because the ones who were discipling us were teaching us that. And I took every single thing they said and applied it and grew up. And keep, and I'm still growing up, you know, we're still growing. Amen. 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 So you're a three part being. Tell me what it is and what order is it? You are a spirit. Yes. Glory to God. And what part of you is going to live forever and ever and ever and ever and soul and your soul. Okay. So, all right, we're going to move on here. So, um, So we're growing up, and we saw this unto a perfect man. And we saw that in Ephesians 4, verses 8 through 11 through 15, where Jesus gave gifts unto the church. And it's to perfect the body of Christ to the working and maturing and to do the work of the ministry. Okay? It is not left on the pastor, um, teacher, evangelist, prophet they're supposed to the apostle they're supposed to come into the body of christ and help equip so that you could go do everything that jesus was doing okay soul winner say i'm a soul winner how are you going to win souls guys and what else what's the dinner bell miracles healings have faith for it Keep yourself stirred for it, okay? Amen. So, unto a perfect man that we are no more children. We're not just babes anymore, okay, babies. It's up to you if you want to stay baby, you know. And you'll know by, by babies which ones are babies. You hunger after God. You hunger and we said this, you know, when it, there was such a hunger back then, and that's why we're praying on Monday nights for the glory of God to come and touch again and, and come and fill this place and fill our lives that we're preachers of righteousness for the glory of God. But you know what? Anytime those doors are open, we were there. You're there. 
That's a chance for you to receive. And boy, when God sees that kind of hunger and a church that has that hunger, not two or three or four in the church or, or ten that's in the church, but when, they, when God sees that kind of hunger, boy, he is pleased and he will absolutely touch down. Amen. I know it. And we are believing God for an outpouring. Okay, so, all right, we're growing up spiritually, all right? So, First um, Peter 2, 2 also says this, to be like newborn babes, babes that long for the pure milk of the word. Amen? Yep. Okay, so does, does the Lord want you to stay as a baby? No, but always have that attitude. Like newborn, ba- like newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word. There's something about that pure milk, all right? And so it's going to help you to grow up and you can move, move on to more mature things. The one who's going to start feeding you mature things is probably here at, the, at your local church where they are, but you can't go past if the church isn't growing up and not taking that responsibility on themselves, okay, at home. You know, the Lord knows that, and we can only go as far as that growth is going to, all right? Because then you're trying to force feed, put steak inside of a, a, a person's mouth that has no teeth yet. You can't chew that, okay? So what we want to do is stay consistent. Say consistent. Consistent. Stay consistent with your diet, all right? So if you, um, you know, you guys know, if anybody went on a fast, don't you start feeling real hungry in the beginning? You know, and it depends on, huh? Yeah, you went on a 40-day fast. And, uh, 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 yeah, it was like, and your stomach is ground and everything else. You feel like you're lethargic and all this that starts happening. And that's what happens to you spiritually. You're, you almost get sleepy. You're not spiritually, like, alert with things. And so much. So be like a long for that um, pure milk of the word um, and be like the newborn babe. Number five, grow. Okay? We want to grow. We got to get an ac- acronym for grow G R O W. The, now I'm saying the, the godly rules over the world. Ooh. That's pretty good. The godly will rule over the world. Amen? And that's what the Bible wants. That's what Jesus wants us to do, rule and reign in this life. Yay. All right. So. What, okay. Can you see that? So we're going to move on here. <sighs> so some of our, I love the word, I love the word too. How many are born again? Glory. Praise God. Your born-again spirit can grow and develop. See, people don't understand because we've never really put focus on our spirit man. And your spirit man wants to grow and develop. Um, how can I say this without... If you, if you just go to a church... Once on a Sunday, which we did for many, many years, and just got a small gospel reading, you know, um, might have been uh, two or three verses. That was it. And then they uh, did a homily and expect you're not really going to grow. You got to get taught the word, you know, break it down. I want to break it down. That was another thing. We taught ourselves, and then um, we went to our minister's meeting, and Dick Mills um, gave us all these tools and to how to break down the scriptures and how to study it and get our lexicons and all the different study aids and break it down in the original Hebrew and the original Greek. And I'm telling you something. It was like, like 
man, this is so good. Before that, we were already doing it. But when we went there, he added more and helped us to expound on it. And it was so awesome. And things started, like things that we read back in the Old Testament, and to see that it was a shadow and type into the New Testament. Jesus was fulfilling everything that was being said in the Old and everything. It was coming alive. And so what we were eating and our daily bread that we were eating and, and, and drinking that pure milk, too, and digesting it, we were burping it out on everybody on Sundays. You know? <laughs> we're so full. And you got to keep yourself full. You know why? Because you, God wants you to burp. That's a good meal. Yeah. Amen? I'm not Italian, but I know the Italians say that's a compliment if you give a good burp, you know? It makes room for more. Yeah. And so, you know, barp it out because, the, because, and it's a good, it's a good, good aroma too. Let me tell you, it's, it's not garlic. All right. It's a good, sweet aroma because you're going to barp out on whatever that person needs and you have something to give them. Amen. And listen, and when you just start, start somehow, some way, you know, I, I, I don't know how to start, but I just started. And I was stumbling around as I was starting, trying to tell people about Jesus or things that I was learning or what was happening in the church and what was going on. And they looked at me like I was some kind of a weird creature walking around. And I knew that by their expression, but I didn't care because you know what was happening to me? My spirit was so alive and I was coming alive and my emotions were like taking over in the excitement of God and the joy of the Lord. And I just, you know, burp out on the person. You know, and it was just like really good. It was good. And maybe they didn't understand everything, but I know they got a sweet aroma. It doesn't sound like so sweet, but they got a sweet aroma of it. You know what they got? They got the life of God. Something was coming out of me. I was given. When you stay so dormant and just keep reading and don't share with anybody, that's when you become stalemated. And you can't, you don't even know how to burp because you're not using those muscles. And you got to burp. Okay? You got to burp. Say, I got to burp. Anybody know how to do a fake burp? (coughs) (laughs) That was poor. I could do really good ones, huh? Didn't you ever do fake burps? Come on, guys. You can't burp. Oh, the other. Oh, well, okay. Right. Well, that way we want that. We want this way. Yeah. We'll save the burps. Yeah. Okay. All right. Digestive. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, digestive thing going on. Uh huh. But God can change that. You got a spiritual burp. Yeah. So what? I, what? You know what? So like, guys, burp out there. Spiritually burp on people, okay, by the things that you're growing in, like excitement. Like me and Michelle are are doing Matthew together, and she burps out all the time on me, every day now. I mean, it's like maybe a couple times a day, and I love it. I love it. You know, it's a sweet aroma, and I'm I'm getting stirred. And, like, find somebody. Start partnering up with somebody. But not just within the church. We've got to burp outside the church. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to grow up. Sam, growing up? Growing up. Yeah. So we can get some mature food. All right? And the mature, and we're going to grow into a mature person. Okay, so let's look at this. All right? Um, we're going to go back to it again. So we're going to go back to this. Ephesians 4. Do I have that? No, just let's turn to Ephesians 4. Now, Ephesians um, is, is back. Go eat popcorn. You guys got that? Go is Galatians. The next chapter, our, our next book after that epistle is Ephesians. Go eat. I'm going to write that down for you. That's how I was taught. Go eat popcorn. We both were, weren't we, hon? Yeah. Go, okay, is Galatians. That's your, one of your epistles. The next one after that, these are your, I'll tell you, these are your one of your main, epi- like these epistles for you to learn how to live the life, yeah. all right? Ephesians and 
getting a sense of who you are in Christ Jesus, that you're seated in high places in Christ. See, there you start getting maturing into the more meteor things, meaty, okay, not meteor, yeah, me, I didn't say, did I say it right? Yeah, go eat pop is Philippians, Philippians, okay, you guys, if you want to write this down, I did go eat popcorn Colossians. And if the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you and goes, ah, and you're like, ah, listen, this is all part of growing up. Ah, I'm doing this, and I, uh, I shouldn't be doing this, and, and others around me heard me and saw me doing it. Don't worry about that. We've got to give room to grow up. We've got to give room for everybody to grow up, okay? Because we're never going to stop growing up, all right? And um, even tonight, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But there was something, no, I'm not even going to go there. But we all have to give room for us to grow up, all right? But we're not going to give room for us to stay stalemated. Who? We're not going to stay stalemated. Right. Amen. Amen? We can't. He's coming back, church. And are you going to be on one of the ones that are going to be taken with him or left behind? Like, I want to go with him. But you know what I'm feeling? I'm feeling his return. I don't know if you are, but there's a part of me that's saying, please not yet, Lord. Please no. There's too many people. There's too much to get done. See, I'm not, I don't want to stay stalemated. I want to feel the life of God in me that is calling out to people that are broken and hurt. So we have to keep ourselves self-motivated and stirred up and disciplined. Okay, disciplined in what? Disciplined in doing just reading the word, feeding your spirit. You get up, you have your coffee or whatever you do in the morning. You have your, you know, bowl of Cheerios, whatever you do. But feed your spirit. Don't ignore that. That's the person that's going to live That part of you is the real you that's going to live forever. The real you is not this flesh. That's not not who you are. Thank you, Jesus. I know. I know. I was just thinking about it. I thought, man, because the real me, when it stands in front of the Lord, it's going to look like it's about 30 years old. No wrinkles, none of that stuff, and perfect. More perfect than than what you can think, you you know? And the love of God, oh, my gosh. And that's the one thing that we want to mature in is his love. Okay, let's move on. So we're here at Ephesians. I didn't get there because I was, yeah, go eat. And I still do that. Go eat popcorn. I still do it. I'm just, I'm brainwashed. Okay, and so verse 14, is it? Yes. No. 13. Um, chapter now this is right after when um, Paul's writing to the ch- writing to the church of Ephesus and he said now Jesus ascended and he gave gifts to men and he placed in the church the apostle prophet uh, pastor evangelists and pastors and teachers their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church the body of Christ build them up okay into being one all right so that they could do the work of the ministry. All right, and verse 13, until we come to such unity in our faith. So we are going to grow up into a perfect man. Ephesians, and this is what we're looking at, Ephesians 4.13. Um, until we come to such unity in our faith. Say unity. unity. Unity in our faith. That means, church, you can't be alone in this. You got to be together as a body of believer, you know, and that we grow up together. We got to start fellowshipping with each other, start calling one another. Don't be out there in the world hanging out. You're not going to grow up there, you know. You're not. Um, you guys know this story. I'm going to say it again, and I say it a hundred and hundred. I don't know how many hundreds of times, but the day I gave my life to the Lord. That morning when I woke up, I gave it 
to the Lord at 2.30 in the morning, I guess, or I don't know when it was, but it was during the night uh, or the early morning hours. And when I fell asleep and when I woke up, um, I knew I was changed um, because of some things that happened. And I immediately called all my friends, and I lost all my friends in one day. They all hung up on me. They cursed at me, and they told me never to call them back. And I, you know what I did? I hung the phone up, and I started laughing. And I'm, like, jumping around. You really are me. You really are me. Because <laughs> what I did to my husband for six months, all of a sudden, what goes around comes around. It was coming back on me. And it was like I knew what he was experiencing. And yet he kept the joy. There's nothing depressing about that. No. Nothing at all. God wanted those friends cut off from me. You know, it says don't be unequally yoked. You don't hang out with the world, all right? But it doesn't mean that you shun them completely if they want to stay and stay in touch with them. But don't do what they're doing, yeah. all right? So because he wants to do a work in you and change you, and he wants that to shine through you because that's what's going to speak to them. My husband's life was shining, everybody, because I was trying to make him trip, fall, do anything. I mean, whatever. I wanted him to curse, and I didn't curse. I wanted him to curse. I wanted him to stay home from church at least one time. One time, he was going four nights a week, everybody. Are you listening to me? Four nights a week. And I couldn't make him stay home. Hello? He was at work. He was in the apprenticeship. He was hanging heavy pipe. You guys don't know what it is like doing that. And there's the mental end of it, too. And he would come home. I knew he was tired and his face was beaming. And he was getting cut up on the job because he went from convert to per, or from pervert to convert. Yeah. Listen, if you knew everything, you guys, your mouth would hang open. If you knew everything that Pastor Ray was doing. And when he said per pervert, he was a pervert. And he went, but wait a moment. Let he me went. Clarify. When you hear that, a lot of people just lean towards one expression of sexuality. Pervert means twisted, distorted. I will twist well, I don't, I don't even think even our kids know the whole thing. Our kids don't. We, and, and that's all in the past. But when he says pervert to convert, it was. So does stop making excuses for yourself. If you are, get converted. Let the word change you. So for six months, I thought for sure I could make him trip up, and he wouldn't. And you know what he said to me? He gave me an ultimatum. He said, sweetheart, I love you like I've never loved you before. See, I told you. I knew you didn't love me. I kept saying you didn't love me. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would do that to him. And then, <laughs> and he looked at me and his, he would fill up with tears and he said, but I have to put Jesus first and I have to go to this meeting because I'm learning about him and I'm learning how to love you. And no matter what I said, scream, yell at him and all this stuff. And it was like, I was like becoming like he was, you know, BC. And it was like, but I couldn't make him. You know what was happening to him? He was being transformed because he kept getting the word in him. He kept feeding himself and feeding himself. And if he wasn't feeding himself, he wouldn't have been changing. And he knew he had to. And he didn't know what it was. He didn't know what was ahead of him. But I'm telling you guys something. You might feel like that too when you get born again and you start getting in the word. And if you're not, then ask God to start changing things and take things out of your life that doesn't belong there. But this is what started to happen to him. He didn't know, but he knew something was ahead of him and for him. I wasn't in the picture yet. We were married, but I wasn't along his side when I got born again. And then when I got born again, I was just telling Michelle this. It was like my husband said, it was like God put me in one of those old cannons. And man, when 
and he was here, like he's like, you know, like this, and I go speeding past him. Like the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise and the hare, and he goes. It's like, where are you going? I go, I don't know, but I'm going, you know. And it was like that. It was like, come on, slow down a little bit. I can't, I can't. And it was like, but, but you know what? We, we were running the race together. We still didn't know what was ahead of us. We didn't know there was a calling, but we kept pursuing. Do we have things that was trying to slow us down and stop us and interfere and all that? You betcha. But you know what we learned? We learned to forgive one another. We learned to walk in his love. We learned to be obedient and submitted to our pastors. We learned all those things, things that they instructed us in everything. We knew it was for our good. We didn't know why everybody listened to me. But see, God will trust things to people. And he's going to trust even the mysteries to those that are maturing and are able to handle those things. And if you have a bad attitude and you're critical inside, if you're critical in your own house and then try to be something somewhere when you walk out the door that you're somebody else or try to be like all this stuff, stop doing it. You're not going to get anywhere. He wants us to grow up, mature, say mature. mature. And that's what we're doing. That's, hey, we're all in this, doing it together, you know, so that we can burp on people. Amen. So we're, we're growing up into a perfect man, and it goes on here and says, I didn't read that, but the unity of our faith, and it's so important for us to be one, and knowledge of God's Son, that, that we will mature and full-grown in the Lord, measuring up to the full stature of Christ. Wow. Is that possible? I guess it is if it's in here. So many people have said to us over the years, well, it's just not possible to do that. Uh, really? Well, why don't you take that up with the Lord? Because I'm not going to debate that with you. And I've learned not to debate things with people if they're that stubborn. You know, it's just saying, I don't want to change. And I'm not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost knows how to get a hold of them and change them. You know, I've learned how to pray. So anyway... Where are we? So mature manhood, the mature man. So we read that in Ephesians 4.13. So these are some of the words that you want to write down. You are going to have spiritual growth, staying in the word, okay, so that we're going to grow up into a perfect man. You're going to mature into manhood, into a mature man, okay? So we're going to be mature in the Lord, all right? And then the next one is Ephesians 4.15. We're going to grow up. Say grow up. Grow up. That's a good thing. You know, we can look at each other. You know how you used to look at your kids or these, just grow up, you know? Well, that's not what the word's implying here. (laughs) You know, it's like saying, grow up. Come on. I got spiritual stuff I want to show you and, and spiritual food and, and it's excellent and it's high quality. It's the highest quality of knowledge and wisdom that you'll ever receive. What they're teaching, listen, guys, what they're teaching in schools, not the corrupted stuff and not all that um, communistic and antichrist stuff that they're teaching in the schools and um, subtracting out of the, the curriculum and adding into all this junk and stuff. But wisdom and everything was in there because God was given wisdom to man. Yeah. How do you think they learned how to, how do you think we learned addition? Yeah. Where do you think it came from? Man? No. Come on. Okay. Hey, come on. Everybody, wake up. Say, wake up. Wake up. up. Yeah. Some are going to sleep. Come on. Stir yourself up. I know. I'm like this. (laughs) It's our first time with me. (laughs) I know. It's okay. Oh, I know you are. You know, come on, guys. Just stir yourself. (laughs) She's laughing at me. (laughs) Wake up. Wake up. You know what? Because this is important. This is very important. And I, I can't tell you I can't tell you how many times we've taught this, and every time I teach it, I get something out of it, huh? Yeah, we more and more. Yeah, and the more I see in it, I can't give out. I'm not giving out what I'm seeing, and because we I have to keep it simple right now, because God wants it, wants it simple right now, okay, for a reason. So we're doing this, guys, but there's so much in there. It's like. 
beside the subject of growing up spiritually when you see something. So no more children. Okay, so where are we? Grow up. Okay, grow up. So Ephesians 4, 15. Um, you guys have that? All right. You called me Sarah again, hon. Instead, we will hold to the truth in love. Wait a minute. All right, so let's read 14. Then we will no longer be like children forever changing our minds about what we believe because someone has told us something different or because someone has cleverly lied to us and made the lie sound like the truth. Ah, stop. I have to put the brakes on right there, okay? I have to put the brakes on. And I'm not going to mention any names, but I know somebody um, very close to us that um, went to another church um, out of state, had to go to another church, went to this other church, and what this person grew up in and was taught about the word of faith and about um, we the authority of the believer, that we have authority in Christ Jesus, and we can bind the devil, and we can move in these things, and, you know, and taking our position and ruling and reigning in this life, and that we're seated in high places, went to this church, and this person, and this church started teaching against it and it started to get a hold of this person and it started to affect what they were being taught and let me tell you something the person didn't like it but there's so many churches out there trying to strip away the truth of the word of god and you don't want to be under that not at all it's taken the authority that jesus purchased for you on that precious cross and he gave it back to man that's why he's called the firstborn of many he's the second Adam the second man that will come but he will redeem mankind and the only way was through the cross and then he would turn around and he tells us everything that he received he gave back to mankind with two letters G-O. Go. He taught them authority when he was here. He taught them how to cast out devils. Hello. You're taught in other churches. You're taught we don't have that kind of authority. Listen, that was infant stuff with Jesus. And we're so afraid to stand in the face of a person that has a demon and say, come out in Jesus' name. Because we're not taught authority. Jesus, compassion, wants to set people free. All over. Compassion overwhelms us. Amen? So the more we're in the word and the more we're seeing who Jesus is, you know, get to know who Jesus is. Listen, the more the compassion's going to grow and you guys are going to grow and you're going to see the works that he does. Copycat Jesus. All right? He wants you to. He want listen, I'm going to make it real plain. He wants you to be like little Jesuses. Uh, we're little Jesuses all around the earth. Okay? Doing everything that he was doing. Right? right? And that's what he wants us to do. What's the matter? Huh? What? Oh, okay. So, all right, where are we? Ephesians Okay, let's go go to 15 now. Instead, we will all hold to the truth in what kind of love? That's pure, perfect God's love. Not my love, not man's love, not the soulish love, but God's love. Amen? Becoming more and more in every way like Christ. See, this is why I got to stay I got to stay back here because I'm a preacher and I just go off on that love and more and more in every way, like Christ, who was the head of his body, the church. Okay. So Ephesians four, verse 15, grow up. I did. And what I'm going back to is the board over here. Grow up. Let's grow up. Encourage, exhort one another, stir up one another to grow up, you know? Um, what about children? Children can grow. Um, my grandson was in church. <clears throat> he doesn't go to church anymore. 
it's amazing. See, children are so tender, and if they ask Jesus into their heart, you know, then believe that Jesus is in their heart. It's really not Jesus himself because Jesus is in heaven, but the Holy Spirit comes in. Jesus said, I must go so the Holy Spirit can come, okay? But he will always bear witness of who Jesus is. He doesn't talk about himself, and he doesn't, he doesn't um, magnify himself. He will always magnify Jesus and the Father. But, yeah, I mean, listen to some of the things that your kids are saying. So, anyway, um, so let's move on here. Let's look at babes, First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Remember, your born-again spirit can grow and develop, right? We're seeing what the Word says about this. So these are some key words here, all right, unto a perfect man. Our spirit can grow unto a perfect man, mature manhood. Be no more like children. The Word is, is really commanding us. Be, don't be like children, being tossed around and whatever anybody says. And, you know, the gossip line when kids, especially anymore, the texting, it's doing so much damage to relationships, Kids are losing friends, gaining friends, losing friends, heartbreak, all this stuff, depression, anxiety. I never heard. I didn't even know what anxiety was. You know, I didn't know about that till later on in years what anxiety was. I didn't know what depression was. But today kids are being filled with depression, anxiety, all this stuff. There's too much. And if there's no peace in your household, church, you better get a hold of the love of God to get the peace in there, okay? It is truth, and I've seen that so many times. We have visited over the years and walked into, now please ask us to come to your house. Don't do this because I'm saying this. But we could step inside of a house, and I, I, you could just read the atmosphere. I could tell you they were just having an argument before we came, and inside I'm going, woo-hoo, like this. <laughs> Lord. And, um, and honestly, and it was like, okay, we're really here to help them. And... This one particular incident, when we went to their house, they asked us to come in. And I, when I walked in there, I was like, oh, man, it's so thick in here. You could cut it. I wanted to turn around and walk out because I felt like I was invading on their privacy. That's how. And yet everybody was like, hi, gave each other a hug, all this stuff and everything. And when we were in there, we sat down and started talking to them. And they told us they wanted to get a divorce. And we're like, Okay. So what's going on, guys? What do you mean you want to get a divorce? So when did this start? Because it just didn't start. This has been going on. And then the Lord showed us. We spent a couple hours with him. And we said, there's a spirit in this house. When did you guys start running this house? And they told us. And the people before, or they, they bought the house. The people before ended up in a vicious divorce. People before them, divorce. I went, oh, okay, something's hanging out here. And you know what? We asked them if we could just walk through the house and just pray. And just start praying softly in tongues because the kids were asleep. We didn't want to alarm them or wake them up. We just started softly praying in tongues to get the mind of God, let the Holy Spirit reveal. We walked into that bathroom, and as soon as we walked into that bathroom, there it was, right there. And I turned around. I said, every argument you have starts right here, doesn't it? And they said, yes. And I looked at my husband. I said, there's a spirit, demonic spirit right here. It's that spirit of divorce. Out. And he took authority over it, gone. We prayed for them. They melted. I mean, we ministered to them. We stayed in touch with them. Their marriage was healed. They sold the house, and they are doing. I mean, this is years. They're probably great-grandparents, too. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. We haven't seen them, but their marriage was saved. Guys, this is real stuff. So it's so important when we grow up, we become sensitive, and then we can burp on people. That was burping on them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you spiritually start maturing in the things of God. And then he can start showing you things. What, for you? So you can walk around and say, oh, you ought to see what God did with me today, you know? Nuh-uh, not at all. That's not the reason for it. My heart was always like, it. people have needs. People have needs. 
And people are hiding behind those needs. And they're putting on plastic faces and being something they're not. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, we know things. But when it's right timing, when God's like they invited us, when it was the right time and we could step in. And then God moved. And I'll tell you, it was all because of his love for them. What a reward to see their marriage save. It was worth it all. You know what it was worth, guys? Us giving up our time and leaving our kids at home and then watching mom and dad go out almost every night to go minister to people. Night after night after night. And you can ask them. Now, we reap the rewards of being obedient to the Lord, but my kids, too, get the reward for that. Amen. And so, you know, to come to church one night or two nights a week and then come on Sunday, it's such a sacrifice. No. It is not left for the fivefold ministry, everybody. It's left on the whole body of Christ to do the work of the ministry. Amen? Yeah. That, why, do you think, why do you think ministers are burning out? Why do you think they're going home? at a young age because the church isn't doing their part come on we got to wake up and do our part amen? amen this isn't any i'm just like you know saying hey we got no st- all right here we go no not stalemate it put your hand on your heart this is new you don't know this pat you know we started doing this not stalemate it put your hand on your heart say i'm not stalemate it i'm not stalemate it no i'm moving energized in the things of god energized by the power of the holy ghost okay we're gonna get through this babes hey babes yeah we're in love with jesus okay first peter two two and that's heading back towards revelation after hebrews after james and then peter first peter chapter two and verse two if you just want to write it down so i can move on and just get done this tonight okay so we can move on to the next next week it says you must crave what my amplified i think says long for does anybody have an amplified here elena what does can you read it first peter 2 2 unto completed salvation okay that's mean you're saved when you got saved that work was completed all right it was completed on the cross but what this is talking about completed salvation that we're gonna from the day we got born again we're gonna allow god to do that work in us and complete that which he has started in us amen 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 okay so we're going to in First Peter 2, 2, grow by what? Longing, desiring, craving for that pure milk of the word. All right? So that we can grow up by it. All right. So we're done with that. It says your spirit absolutely is made of substance. And what is the substance, hon? Spiritual essence. Okay. Uh, because our spirit is, um, the definition of spirit is an essence void of all matter, or at least all gross matter, possessing the power of knowing, desiring, deciding, and acting. That is what our spiritual makeup is. So all knowledge creates uh, a desire. If it's all knowledge, does it? So our spirit, because we are made in God's image, huh? Sorry? I have to stand up? Ladies and gentlemen, Spirit is, in essence, void of all matter, or at least all gross matter. That means it's not of natural material. It's a heavenly material. Uh, and that's why faith is the substance, the essence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, because it's a spirit matter. Uh, to have faith in something is not to see it first. That's not faith. Faith is not seeing it with your natural eyes. It's seeing it with your 
seeing it with inside, with the conviction on the inside, what it really should look like. And when that picture gets clearer and clearer, you hold on to that. You're healed in Jesus' name. Releasing the word of God into and speaking the word into your body, releasing the power of the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you. The anointing of God flows into every organ. Amen. Romans uh, fourteen eleven. If the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He gives life to your mortal body. Zoe, God common life. So our bodies benefit because of the presence of God. But this might be good for you to break the definition of okay. like if you could do, and then that way, you know what? This mm-hmm. is really, really good, guys, for you to write this down and have okay. this. Here. Some some of you might have this definition about spirit. Oh, spirit is, okay, I wasn't doing it right. Um, let me just read this to you. You can see from the previous scriptures that we read tonight, Ephesians 4, 14, 13, 15, 1 Peter 2, 2. You can see that there is a similarity between physical growth and development and spiritual growth and development. Okay, we all know that we're growing up. Okay, we can look at our physical bodies and know, and what caused that growth? You know, food, food. And so we grew up, all right? So our spirit needs to grow up when we get born again. You could be born again and be 30 years old and be a baby, and yet you could see somebody that's two years old and be more mature than the 30-year-old in the Lord. Amen? Amen. So you just grow. You just, the Word does it in you all you have to do is start reading the word or eating the word drinking the word okay that's all you have to do and the holy spirit is going to cause that growth on the inside all right oh and don't do this guys don't do um like oh what should i read today um okay i'm going to read psalms 95 verse 12 all right i'm going to read that okay and Oh, okay, yeah, I was in the Word today. All right, my conscience feels better. What conscience? And then tomorrow, what should I read? Ah, let me see. Oh, I'm going to go to Jeremiah. Oh, I did have Jeremiah open for a reason. But I'm going to go to Jeremiah, and I'm going to read Jeremiah verse 4 because you just plopped it open. You know what I'm saying? That's not growth. Growth is getting into the Word, taking a full um, epistle, gospel, um, one of the books in the Old Testament and reading it straight through, all right? And letting the Holy Spirit ask him, too, where should I go? Will you teach me today? Absolutely. I want to grow, Lord. You don't have hunger, ask him for it, Amen. all right? You don't have a spiritual hunger, ask him for it because you got stalemated, okay? And to be stalemated, you got to shake it off, man, it's like being spiritual lazy. I don't feel like it. Mom told me to clean up my bedroom. I don't feel like it. You know? And it's like you got to push through that, that feeling. And you got to start reading it. And you might not get a feeling back that day. It might not feel real good. You got to do it the next day, next day. And then all of a sudden, you start feeling the hunger. And there's a hunger pain. Oh, this feels good. I want more. And that's how we grow, everyone. All right? Okay. So we're going to pick up next week. Okay? Um, Wait, let me just read this. In the same way, your spirit is not born again as a fully mature Christian, but as a babe in Christ, your spirit must develop and mature. God desires and expects you to grow and mature spiritually. Who does God? Is he going to force feed you? Absolutely not. Do you know when Carrie was a baby, um, she went in the hospital with when she went in with uh, pneumonia. Um, when she was when she was an infant, um, Carrie didn't have like her sucking. It wasn't like real strong, and um, I had to get a certain bottle. To I tried nursing her, but she just I couldn't nurse her. And, huh? No, it, no, it was the muscle, like, just the sucking. It wasn't strong. 
And so even with the, so when I, she ended up with pneumonia and I had to take her to the hospital. She was in the hospital for a week. Huh? You, you, oh, right. You, you only took her. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it about when they're a mom? They're my child. <laughs> I forgot it was it was your only girl. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I'm just like wait, I because I do it all the time. <laughs> I say my kids. I had to do. I had. I took them. But you know what I heard when they grew up? This is all I heard. They look just like their father, and I'm like, I had something to do with this too. You know, like what about me? I never heard they look like their mother. Now I'm hearing it. Yeah, now the older they get, now I'm starting to hear it. Yeah, I'm starting to hear it as they get older. I don't know what it is. And as you get older, you're fading out. (laughs) She has my hair. Yeah, she's got her dad's shape, face, and yeah. So anyway, but you know what? We need to reflect who Jesus is, and that's who people are going to see. They're going to see Jesus. And you want them to see Jesus. You don't want them to put the limelight on you, okay? You want them to put the limelight on Jesus because you're putting the limelight on Jesus. You're focused, so focused on Jesus. You know, look what Jesus did for you. You know, like the person where the cancer, praying for the cancer, you know, and the Lord said, put your hand on it. And I said, ha. <laughs> And, and I, but I, I knew God wanted me to because the anointing is in us. And so putting my hand on that weeping sore, cancerous sore, and then finding out a couple days later, completely fell off and there was brand new skin there. And the doctor was so upset with her. She thought, he thought because she didn't, she didn't go back to the doctor until I don't know how many weeks later, and he swore she went some, to another doctor. And he was upset. He was upset with them and with this woman. And she said, no, I go, I, I, I go to this church. The, the daughter was saying, I take my mother to this church where they believe in healing. And so Jesus got all the glory for that. Amen? Amen. Amen. God desires and expects us to grow up and mature spiritually. Amen. Okay, let's all... Yeah, it is. You know, like I said, the more we eat, the more we drink, the more uh, spiritual food and and all that, the less we feel we know. It's like it's so deep. And when it says, you know, when Jesus, and you see this in some of the movies where he yelled out to Peter, and Peter was so frustrated in the boat with, some of the disciples and Jesus yells out to them and says cast your net over on the other side and he like Peter was so frustrated it's like we just we've been trying to fish all night and it's like and it it was a lot of work and there's no fish it's like are you kidding me who are you yo who are you and you're telling us this is huh this is our trade you know who are you and cast your net on the other side Cast it into the deep. So at his word, he did. And what did he pull up? You know what I, I, in my studies, I heard, I heard, and I'd say it was tilapia fish. Yeah, it's tilapia, and tilapia is really good. So, but anyway... I, you know, but I don't know if that was it back then. Uh, yeah, and then, well, here's the thing. I looked into that because we were ministering in Boca Raton, and the Lord told me, gave me that scripture out of nowhere and said, give this to the pastor. And I went, well, okay, I, all right, a lot of fish are going to come in. And he said, no, give this to the pastor. And then it was like an understanding came. And I went to go, I broke it down in the original Greek, and that word deep means mysteries, the mysteries of God. Cast your nets into the mysteries or the word of God, and he's going to help you to catch the fish. 
He's the greatest fisherman. Amen. Amen. And it's going to take wisdom. Church today is going to take the creativity of God to catch fish. Amen. 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 So we got to grow up. Okay. Let's all stand. How many are growing up? I am. Not stalemated? Not stalemated. Not stalemated. Nope. Not at all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. How about... Charity, what is that? Your nose. Do you have a cold or is it allergies? I know we don't like to say what it is, but we can say what it is. We're not saying we have, you know, it's ours. You're okay? Oh, okay. Okay. Elena, come on up. 